1: There is only one review of the rings, only one that can bend the fan base to its will, and we do not share power. Welcome everyone to Review of the Rings, this is LRM Online, Us Podcast Network's review of, guess what, the Rings of Power, or to give it its full title, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which is possibly the most expensive show ever made, uh, probably is, um, and you know when something is you know you have to talk about it like is that money well spent is it not money well spent that's what we're going to look at today for you and give you guys our opinion on it Please feel free to like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, You know, subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts from. We're on them all, so please, if you're listening on podcasts, feel free to do that as well. Uh, And we will be reviewing this every week of season one, hopefully getting into season two as well. If it gets green, well, I think it's already been greenlit, but we'll, you know, I think we'll probably go there as well, unless we absolutely hear it by the end for some reason. But yeah, so subscribe and you'll you'll catch us every week when we give our thoughts on the latest episode. So let's start off with who we are. I am Cam Clark and your co-host today is Kyle Malone. Hi, Kyle.
0: What's up, man? I'm about to mess with my mic. Sorry, guys. (laughs) We have a Um, third co-host who's uh, drinking coffee right now. If if you're watching on YouTube, I, I actually brought Manny Gomez in here. Um, but he's he's stuck in an endless coffee loop. So uh, hopefully yeah. he will be done with that cup ne- next week. Hi Manny, how how are you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, he does, He's not. He doesn't. He's not very talkative, Manny. Um, mm-hmm. If you're on podcast, you don't know what we're talking about. If you're on YouTube, you may see an image of of Manny drinking a coffee cup. He is supposed to be here. There is going to be featus yes, because we didn't want to kind of you know. Then next week, Manny just turns up. We haven't haven't said anything kind of thing. But you know, if yep. he doesn't turn up for the next three weeks, we may have to. Just change it, you know, or else it'll become a running theme. I don't know. See how it goes. (laughs) um, Throw
0: it to you, Manny.
1: We can't quite, um, I I know Manny is definitely a big fan of Tolkien. We're Mm. going to talk about a little bit about our backgrounds um, with this genre, with the Tolkien stories specifically, before we get into our thoughts. Then we're going to go into non-spoiler sort of thoughts, grade in the episode um if, if you have not watched it yet and you don't want any spoilers at all and then we're going to go into the weeds a little bit more about the specifics that we liked and didn't like and talk a little bit about the story um and maybe towards the end as well we'll talk a little bit about how this compares to the actual written word of token um where as much as possible we can cover without getting into too much detail anyway as well so that's the kind of plan for this so I'll start off with, I'm quite a Tolkien fan, right? I've been, I think I first read The Hobbit, or we did it at school when I was about 10 years old. When I mm-hmm. was 12, I um, I picked up The Lord of the Rings, read that for the first time. It took me a while. It was pretty tough to get through at 12 years old. And then I picked it up again around 15 years old. And at that point, I just, that extra couple of years difference was was big for me. I kind of really in love with it far more at that point and then i went out and read the silmarillion and from there things like unfinished tales you know all that sort of stuff and these days i'm one of those geeks that goes on to like Tolkien fans read reddit and talks to people about the actual ins and outs of the uh, of the books there's certainly a lot of people on there that have more knowledge than me i'll, I'll tell you that absolutely but um you know i, I like to think i you can know, at least keep up with the, the, the discussion with the mm-hmm. super nerds, uh, Kyle. What's your kind of background on talking to um, films, whatever?
0: Similar uh, in school, middle school, actually. Miss um, Treywick, I believe. Sixth grade, maybe we did Hobbit. What I don't, ages? I don't remember. Because I'm a, I'm a for us. So you're looking 10, 10, 11, 12 depending so on the same age.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was Missy yeah. Whitcup for me. She introduced me to the Hobbit. So, was it Lord of the Rings for you, or was it well, but
0: bo- both. Uh, both. We had them both in middle school. It all, all kind of blends together because uh, I was in the in a gifted program for uh my middle school years, and our, I had the same uh literature and then uh language arts teachers there's two separate ones uh, okay. K- Kernick and Treywick. and Miss Treywick was the the big uh fantasy fan um big Tolkien fan even through like a big uh 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 class party um and where we did like a uh, god it was like a scavenger hunt but all based off of like riddles and and clues mm-hmm. from uh, Hobbit and, and Lord of the yeah. Rings um so that's that's where I got my first uh, introduction for real. But before then, going back to God, sometime in in elementary school, the the original uh, cartoon movie. For oh, you watch that? Wings. yeah, yeah. Before
1: you'd read the books, or anything, before that I even
0: up? knew what the hell it, it was, it was just. this I mean, I weird...
1: was much later than that. I had read the books a few times before yeah. I ever come across that Ralph Bakshi cartoon, you know.
0: So yeah, it was just this weird you know f- fantasy dungeons and, and dragons looking cartoon that i had seen I, it didn't dawn on me until much yeah much i didn't later know what, what, what it was but to, to- um I like them. They're good. Uh, the Hobbit was was an easier read, of course. It's one one book for those that don't re- realize the movies it's, are 90% It's kind 90% of a kid's tale in some ways. Yeah. It was
1: written for I wouldn't say it's quite a kid's tale, but it was written for these children. You know, that's, like that's where so you, you have to come in for that viewpoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A, little bit, a little bit darker than what you would call the, the crappy that calls itself that these days. But still... Yeah. Accessible for a child to to, to pick yeah. up and and you know do like at school or something at that age, yeah. one of the things is that, that different tonally though, isn't it? You know, oh you yeah, do, do you get sure. that quite stark change.
0: And then of of course the the movies hitting there in the in the two thousands was a was a huge deal. I saw all of them in in theaters, and <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. I'm not the I'm not the world's biggest fantasy guy, says the the guy with four fine. <laughs> final Ooh. fantasy tattoos
2: <laughs> but and you're, now, uh, you're
1: now doing two fantasy podcasts as yeah well, two we're, fantasy you're also podcasts. on dragon reviews which we do for wheel of time and i'm mm-hmm. on them as well because i guess i am the fan, big fantasy fan here so but i don't give all that two
0: stuff. shits about game of thrones stuff like
1: nah, i'd rather doesn't if, do it for you
0: if i want it if i want politics i'll i'll watch uh uh, Battlestar Galactica instead, so <laughs> yeah, if I need, play, and if play, I need boobies, yeah. I've got a, I've got a wife, uh, there's the internet, <laughs> and I don't have to deal with the, with the story in, in the army when, uh, Game of Thrones was, was, was big during, especially during my, my last deployment in, in 2013, I don't know what season was out then, but, uh, in 2013, it was, it was huge, and that's, that's all the guys would, would talk about, man, they, they got all these great sex scenes, and there's blood and violence, and I'm like, well, I got,
1: yeah, but that's, you know, I mean, that's the, the lowest common denominator for people. The story was But that's like, what I'm saying. Like The story didn't even a good care, story, I didn't care for it at all. Um, I'm a big fan of the, yeah. the, the, the books and the shows as well. For you yeah. know, At one point up to the end, I thought Game of Thrones was the best show ever made. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. So we've kind of both got that background. I've watched all the movies as well. I would say I, I love the Lord of the Rings movies far more than the Hobbit movies. Um, oh, I thought God. they
2: were
1: yes. stretched out a story too much and added in too much of their own, you know, if you like. And it just, just didn't work for me overall as a, as a story. And I guess that was my trepidation coming into the Rings of Power because we, we have a very small amount of, of sort of lore that we can deal with here, you know. First of all, there's the rights issues. As far as we know, Amazon had the rights to... Um, The appendices of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits, which detail some of these events, but not the actual Silmarillion, which was the the kind of posthumously published rest of Tolkien's mythology put together by his son, Christopher Tolkien. Um, The problem you always have with the likes of the Silmarillion, Unfinished Tales, all these other stories, is that Tolkien never finalized one specific thing there's a lot of stories that
2: stayed yeah, almost the variations. same all the way through
1: so you can see they're, they're very solid um, but there, there was a lot that he made changes to as well and some of them do play into this timeline that, that we're talking here so there's not a guarantee we can see a, this must happen that but there are key events that must take place within this show but there's a lot of stuff very much open interp- to interpretation and a lot needs to be added as well because there's never any really dialogue written you know it was all yeah. done in terms of in this year so-and-so became king and then this happened and so-and-so did this and it was like uh, doing this at the time and you know almost got... like
0: a lot of those uh early uh biblical books
1: yes it, it's, it's very <laughs> i mean i think it was i mean that's kind of why i love it you know because it was just this mythology and we didn't have a story um yeah. but You know, this absolutely is fan fiction. I mean, this is, it may be signed off by the Tolkien estate, you know, they may have some rules that they need to follow, which hopefully will be a good thing and help the show overall, but it is really a piece of fan fiction. And I think when we have to, we review it, we're just saying, what did we see, you know, what did we like, you know, um, rather than kind of thinking of it as a strict, pure adaptation, which I just don't think is possible given what they kind of had to work with here. I was
0: going to just say before we we start that, you you heard about the Swedish company. I think it was a Swedish company that purchased uh, the rest of the rights to Mm. the Lord of the Rings Mm. and and mentioned the idea of more media.
1: Yeah, Mm. yeah. It's it's (laughs) tricky because they could could say, right, this is an opportunity that we're just going to keep taking smaller bits of it. I mean, the currently – in development animation the war of the Rohrim kind of falls mm-hmm. into that category because yeah again it's you know, like we know a little bit about helm hammerhand and all that sort of stuff but you know only very that wasn't really the main thrust of tolkien's Excuse mythology me. it was just a little bit of yeah. background so so to make then a whole movie out of that you're kind of like okay can they do this will it work but i guess we'll have to wait and see on that front but yeah it does worry me slightly that you Kinda know, in the same way when Disney bought Star Wars, that, that it was like, right, we're just going to milk this, you know, for everything. It's absolutely worth. Oh, well,
0: um, yeah, that's exactly what they've done. And, and
1: these, <laughs> these, this Swedish company, they don't need any any approval from the Tolkien Estate, Mm-mm, right? No, nope. they don't. Like, yeah, the, way under- the way
0: it. I understand it is, I, d- I don't even, I don't even know what the Tolkien Estate still has. Like, well, I really. They've never sold any
1: it. of the rights to the Silmarillion, Unfinished Tales, anything like that, right? So that's never been sold to anyone. So no one can really touch that content. But okay. because some of that content is included within the appendices of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits, Tolkien himself sold those rights before his death. Yeah. Um, so those are gone, you know, and they're still like It's Embracer there.
0: Group. Yeah. That's it. Embracer yeah. Group. Eight properties, including Mid- Middle-Earth, uh, Middle-earth, uh, enterprises, so. But what I hear,
1: they're also trying to get money out of Amazon for this show as well, as if, like, we've got rights to this and you've just made this (laughs) show, but I I mean, I don't know how that works, because, like, Amazon did pay an absolute fortune directly with the token estate for this, so. uh,
0: Yeah, it it says Embracer does not own, uh, Lord of the Rings, um, controls licensing rights to the Lord of the Rings franchise, uh, does not own lord of the rings those are still managed by tolkien estate it does mean embracer holds sway over yeah materials adapted into different mediums such as film television board games uh theme parks and uh of course video games so yeah
1: Anyways. So if anybody decides to make a Lord of the Rings park, they would they would have to be involved, yes. I guess. You know. yes. It's a very strange situation, but here mm-hmm. we are. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's something for some lawyers at Amazon to work at. That's not <laughs> for us to kind of worry about. And if this Embracer does produce more things, we'll either call them as they are at the time and say they're absolute crap, or they're, they're very, very good and worthwhile. So anyway, The Rings of Power, opening two episodes, Shadow of the Past and Adrift, Kelp, we're going to go into one spoiler at the moment, so just give me your thoughts. What your grade was? I'll jump in after you and see
0: what I thought. Um, well, for for episode one, uh, good overall strong start. When when um looking at um the pacing, uh, a little choppy in in moments. You you kind of feel like you're staying in some places too long, maybe mo- moving too fast, and in, in others maybe even feeling like wait i got to go back and listen a- again cuz i i feel like i may have may have missed something but not like jarring just enough to to kind of notice eh, it was a little it was a little choppy uh then you get into uh the dialogue the overwhelming majority of it solid solid dialogue, uh, and this is all te- technical stuff at at first before I uh, dig into like the, the story stuff. Uh, set design is, is astounding. Uh, there are some some shots, and I can't really, really remember if it was first episode or second, but there's some uh, elf sets where the physical sets, I don't think, go back far enough, so you can definitely tell where the digital assets start. Yeah, yeah, and... I see what you mean,
1: whereas it's it's physical at the front, and they end up yeah. filling in the race, which i mean you, can't oh, it, accept happens. It, you know, yeah, it happens yeah it happens all the time an entire
0: say no but uh if you go go back and you look at um uh the force awakens they go back quite a distance with the like on the uh on uh, star killer base mm-hmm. uh in the forest um they have quite a distance uh now they used a lot of depth in in that in that duel but uh, and you didn't need that much depth here but that depth of the physical forest Means the digital assets b- blend in uh, better. Hmm. Here it was a little bit more shallow, not that big of a deal, but and again, I notice things that others yeah. don't because I'm yeah, just yeah. that. Yeah,
1: especially when it comes to like CGI and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the things that just. What's here? yeah
0: and then there, there were there were a few other moments where I was like, eh, you know, you guys could have done some more. But they used the the environment. The snow troll was was great. Uh, they used the darkness to really hide in, any imperfections that there were. That felt like a, a cinematic uh, battle. Um, although it was kind of dumb for all the other elves to just stand there and let Galadriel handle it all by herself. I mean, oh, one dude spoiling. did spoiling. Let her launch off his uh, sword, but you know, and ah, that's. <laughs> intro yeah. intro fight not, yeah i um, you mean,
1: cuz am going to talk about that but a little yeah. bit as well but uh, get that you
0: know but the her fight choreography was good i, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it um what else technically um uh, music bear mccreary for the love of G- god star wars put that guy on a freaking project i have been dying for for uh, bear mccreary to do a uh, a star wars movie since Disney said hey, or or project, since Disney said they were going to uh, be doing more Star Wars stuff because his his music's great from from Battlestar Galacta to to Outlander. I don't really care for the series, but it's got got good music. Uh-huh. To this, I mean the dude the dude's very very yeah. uh, talented. So um, I love that uh, set production costs costumes costumes look good. I do agree with a comment that you you had made mm. on, online that there's. There's definitely some some difference, and I I'm not sure if they <laughs> if they just uh, the technology. Uh, I I wonder how much stuff is 3D printed or uh, cast, maybe uh, uh, mean, injection molding. I'm not sure, but it, it definitely does.
1: Just to kind of clarify what my different. point was, I, I I didn't I wasn't saying the costume is bad. Some people have said that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't agree. But I think if you are comparing it to say the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies, okay, one mm. of the one of the one of Oscars for the costuming because the costuming was so perfect. It feels like the costuming in the movies feels like people have cosplayed and tried to get what they really handmade. think would work. It feels real, not like a it movie feel, prop. It feels yeah.
0: handmade. These feel the stuff 3D so printed, and, and yeah,
1: it feels like a movie prop. Mass production.
0: It's not, it's not yeah.
1: awful, but it's no, just not no. quite that lived in. Somebody right. really sewed those buttons together, mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. Yeah, um,
0: it feels more. It's kind of a shame produced. because when you think
1: about the amount of money they've spent in this show, an extra little bit on the costumes might might come in handy.
0: So um, that pretty much covers most of the uh, most of the mechanical stuff, technical <laughs> stuff. It's it's solid. Um, excuse me, the story. I'm interested in, in it. I enjoyed uh, getting a, a taste of really early uh, elf life. Um, the trees getting, you know, uh, um, messed with. I liked uh, hearing a little bit of th- things that I had read of through through some of the appendices and, and uh, Silmarillion thumbing through that. I never read all of it cover to cover at all. Just not my, my, my type of thing. Yeah. Read um but i've always liked m- mythology i always like world building and and crazy stories and i always like seeing how uh real human uh thoughts history and and religion even plays yeah. into uh fantasy and and for those that don't might not know uh uh tolkien was allegedly <laughs> cuz i don't know the guy but uh devout catholic and uh yeah, uh, read even correspondence where, where some people were like, Oh, we can't believe you have the this like reincarnation type type thing in your in your history. How could you do that? And he's like, Well, it's fantasy, <laughs> you know. And Yeah, um, I mean there it's it, it was
1: never supposed to be allegory for him. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's but it's not what a language
0: and wardrobe.
1: His fundamental beliefs dictate how he structures his world yeah. rather yeah. than him saying this is how I think it all really works, you know, because yeah, I don't think exactly. he was ever arrogant enough to to say that he understands the religion he followed any better than anyone else who had studied exactly. it. You know, it was, it was this was his take of a of an a sort of English Saxon, if you like, mythology, mm-hmm. as if before the Romans conquered and then the Normans conquered, yep. it was like what was that history and this is this is kind of where he started it from. But you know, as he as he did it, there was you know, he, he realized that was never going to quite fit with a modern world. It was never going mm-hmm. to be as if somebody could say, oh, that was like really our history. You know, we knew that that wasn't the case. so We kind of ran with it that way and just it yeah. became his own thing after that. And so I loved getting
0: a lot of that in here. I think they, they balanced fairly well between your, your different uh, uh, peoples. You know, we don't even meet the dwarves until episode two, which I, mm-hmm. I thought was good. That was a good setup. Um, and, yeah, I just... Nothing here absolutely blew me away story-wise. A lot of it I had heard pieces of before. It's not all fitting together the way that I can remember, which is fine. uh, Because I get to enjoy it without without the weight of so much uh, other knowledge on me. Um, I give the first episode a good solid B. And I think uh, the the second episode, I really really enjoyed the stuff with uh um, ah, shit, ah, Elrond and uh, the dwarf. Yeah, already m- uh, missing Durin. his name, Durin. Durin. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and I love, I always love when when in universe rules affect people. The the whole I am your friend twenty years. You know that whole thing. I won't go into spoilers, but that whole thing i loved you know i thought that was that was great so i would say episode one b episode two b plus
1: great okay um yeah i mean I, i totally appreciate what you're saying in terms of you know i think if you're going to have a story that involves the elves as as main characters rather than kind of side characters which they wear a lot of time in the hobbit and the lord of the rings um you need to deal with mortal versus immortal and how different races view timelines you know because mm-hmm. it is very different from them all and dwarves are far longer lived than humans are as well oh, yeah. but um but at the same time not you know, <laughs> nothing com- compares to elves you know when you think about um you know the fact that galadriel in this show is thousands of years older than elrond but they kind of look the same age you know that yeah. that's kind of the point you know um so yeah my thoughts then token fan um yeah, if you, I think if you are someone who is like really, really about, you know, this must be an accurate adaptation, you know, you must have got everything right that was on the page. I don't know if, 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 if it's going to annoy you when things are slightly different. I don't know if this would be for you. Yet at the same time, I've seen a lot of people who were like me, hesitant and worried kinda about it but excited at the same time who have watched it and said do you know i really didn't give this show that much a chance because i thought it was going to be this it was going to be that and it was actually really good and i enjoyed it and I, although i was more willing to give it a chance than maybe some of these people i do fall into the category of being really good and, and i enjoyed it i think mm-hmm. there were a couple of missteps which we'll cover um Mostly roundabout Galadriel's story. It was a couple of things that just didn't work for me. Um, but you know, I won't go into details until we get into the spoilers. But that—that's where I had a few issues. But I think the the positives outweighed that. Um, I think if you look at all the storylines are in play again, I won't go into them until we get into the spoiler talk. But you know, they were enjoyable. You know, I was you know well acted, well written. I mean, considering they have no dialogue to work with. You know, they yeah. don't have Tolkien's dialogue, and you're never going to be that good because Tolkien was a genius at yeah. things like that—how how people spoken his world. You can only There's take always, what you. Was a beautiful, beautiful, just to you know, almost way of, of words that he had, um, and I'm not expecting it to be at that level, but they're aiming for it. You know, at least they're trying to make it feel you know like Tolkien as much as it possible. Feels so that's good. Like
0: they pointed in the in the distance, which is Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean the books and the and the movies. Of course, they pointed there, and they're like, "Okay, now come back to this time period. We got to get them from here to there. You yes. you're going to have changes and stuff." But it's like they've got a semi blueprint. I'm going to be interested when we get to the, like the history stuff, especially with Galadriel. Um, how much does this kind of fit into the path that we? know of how she got to where she is in, in mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, but that's for later.
1: Not so much. Anyway. Um, so, much. so, no, no, I, I see what you mean, because I think I think they, here's the thing, right? See if you were one of those people that hated the Lord of the Rings movies mm-hmm. um, because they, like, they didn't have Tom Bombadil in it or they made The Hobbit, they they brought in too much comedy right, to Lord of the Rings, which wasn't really there in the books. They were far more serious in the books. You know, the dwarves were Gimli wasn't quite as funny, uh, Frodo and the Hobbits weren't quite as, as sort of funny in the books. If you hated that, I don't think you would like this. But see yeah. if you were, actually thought the Lord of the Rings films were really good adaptations. You might like this because, don't, you know, it's it's almost as if people have this memory block now where they think the, the Peter Jackson movies were these perfect adaptations. <laughs> they really were not. They really no. weren't. Um, And there was a lot of controversy about casting at the time, so you know there's been a lot of controversy about uh, having a more diverse cast in the Rings of Pearl, which Mm I just quite frankly find ridiculous. I think the best quote I saw about that was that somebody was watching it with their dad and their dad um, never knew about any of the controversy, never knew anything, just had loved The Lord of the Rings for films, read the books and just watched the series without any build up at all, Mm -hmm. and You know, and afterwards, their son or daughter—I don't know who it is—then said to them, you know, what did you think?" Explained all the controversy, and they were like, "I didn't even notice there was—you know—it literally didn't even dawn on this guy that they had a black elf or a—you know—that they were bringing in a more diverse cast. And that's because it's well done. It doesn't feel like it's like it's shoehorned in. You know, it's trying to—it just is as a living, breathing world, and it makes sense in the day that we live in for. For it to be like that to me, so yeah, we don't uh, we
0: don't have to rely on on steamships to get across the Atlantic. Meaning, people are exposed to a lot more. Uh uh, uh, groups and people are are migrating a lot lot more, pe- yeah. you know? Well,
1: frankly, if, see if Tolkien put more um, put more ethnic minorities in positive roles in his books they might never get published, because let's face it there was an agenda back then, you know, and lots of authors have yeah. talked about that in the past and he was of a different era, a completely different oh, era, yeah. and a completely different society the one that you we know, are in right now um, and a predominantly like 95% White population that he lived in, you know, whereas probably I come from the same country now, probably or ninety eight then. I stay in the the same country talking, grew yeah. up, and it's it's a completely different world from that now. So, oh, yeah. um, so I think I think they did a really good job around all of that stuff. Um, and the things that stood out to me the most were that there are some really jaw dropping geek out moments for fans. So. You know, I won't get into the specifics, but there are a lot of shots just of things to see that mm. I've imagined in my head so many mm. times because you only have that visual picture. And it's always, you know, when Lord of the Rings came out, it was great to see that on screen. Oh, that's what they think Orthanc looks like, or that's what they think Barad-dur and Mordor looks like. And, you know, you were meshing that. And we're kind of getting that here as well. We're seeing mm. things that you've only ever imagined before. And that that's really satisfying um and it is beautiful and it is well recreated yeah so mm-hmm. apart from a few missteps uh, one of them i would say which it doesn't get any spoilers i don't think the elves speaking enough elvish yeah uh, so i know that there's maybe uh, you know maybe amazon thing oh we don't want people talking in subtitles all the time you know
0: americans uh, need to get over over that
1: yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know how it is like, in
0: UK, but yeah, we, we have a lot of resistance expect,
1: to. You know the scenes where Elrond is speaking to dwarfs. Of course, they're going to use English, right? The, yeah. When Galadriel's talking to humans, humans. she's going to use yes. English, right? That's normal. But when it's just elves together, why would they be using the kind of Westron tongue mm-hmm. um, instead of their own tongues that they've been speaking together? And you know, and all the all the magic stuff and all the. Or the way they write, you know. So Elrond's like writing a speech for Gil Galad at one point, um, mm-hmm. and it's like he's writing it in English. That, that, you know, why would he do that? Why would it not be in Quenya or something like that? You know, much I can't speak any of these languages. I can't even speak any other language other than English. It's real, so not, never mind speak one of the Elvish languages. But I just feel like maybe that's a note they could take into season two. Trust the audience a bit more. Use subtitles and get them speaking a bit more of the Elvish languages. And, and, you know, because it's kind of part of the whole romance of it all in this period. Um, So my grade overall was, I would think I would give... I averaged it out across the two as an A-. And I would say it was probably B-plus for episode one. Because as much as there was some stuff I really loved about that, there were a few things I didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. Episode two, I thought, was a superior episode as well. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had it really as a kind of almost an A plus, you know, or an A. So I'll kind of average them both out as an A minus. But really, B yeah, plus uh, for episode one, A for episode two. Is the way I would look at it.
0: That's pretty cool coming from a a guy that's that's got the the burden of of knowledge well, on I mean, his on his shoulders wrote, with that. That so. doesn't
1: mean that other. I have seen people say they hated it. I have. Mm -hmm. Um, I've read the reasons why, and some of them I don't quite understand. I think there there was a lot of preconceived, I'm going to hate this, going in from people that they've not been able to get over yet. Um, But as I said, if you can't handle the fact that, oh, you know, you know, for example, the time compression, which we'll talk about a lot about when we get these spoilers, makes things really difficult here. So if you are quite happy to accept the fact that there's only seemingly been a few hundred years have passed mm-hmm. since the end of the first age when Morgoth was defeated and a whole continent get basically covered under the sea and, and Numenor get created from scratch. It was never there before. And you know, all of these things have happened within a few hundred years. You know, if you can't handle that, then maybe this show isn't isn't for you. I accept that. But I, I can I can handle that, you know, yeah. for the course of how they need to change things for a show.
0: Why did they need to compress the time
1: well listen
0: right i mean we so can go ahead and get into the the spoilers, you gave you grade, spoilers right? yeah stuff
1: like that yeah but i won't what i won't do and i'll, I'll just point this out for him to listen is i won't like spoil oh yeah at the end this is what's going to happen oh yeah yeah, yeah. On. this is what's good because i don't want spoilers that to up happen. to this point yeah. yeah but if we talk about the kind of overall timeline right the second age lasts for about three thousand well say about it 3441 years that's a mm-hmm. long ass period of time yes. right it's the second as long age
0: as is like, was locked in stone but anyways go say, digress. Uh, third age is
1: 3308 i believe right so that's slightly slightly shorter so remember everything that was set in the lord of the rings is the very end of that third age and you've thousands of years before that in the third age right and then yep. the second age is another almost you know 4000 years before that So what they're doing here is they're taking almost like, right, this is post first stage and we're looking for the enemy, trying to root out anybody that's left so we can go on and live our peaceful lives. At the same time, I think where you have the elves is some of them are reluctant to go west, back to Valinor, and would rather stay in Middle-earth, so they're looking for ways that... um, that they can do that, how they can make Middle Earth a beautiful and better place so that they don't have to go back to Valinor, they can stay where they are. That's the th- kind of um, thing that's going on at this time. And then Sauron kind of shows up and causes a lot of problems for everyone. Um, but if you look at Numenor, for example, which we haven't met yet, I think we're going to meet them in episode three, right? But we all know from the promotional material that, that Numenor is a, a big player in this, and um, Galadriel's probably going to go there. So, um, but like the the period that they're going to be in when we see them, this show is is towards the end of the setting age. So let's say like three thousand odds, you know. Into the second age, whereas what's happening with elves at the moment is like a couple mm-hmm. of hundred years into the second age. Does that make sense? So, so we're taking a, a you know a period yeah. from the end and they're mixing all that and smashing it together. So the events that are going to happen are going to happen much faster over a shorter space of time than they ever did. And partly that is because it's kind of told from an elfish point of view, if you like, and really long-lived men like the Numenorians, not hobbits and dwarfs and stuff like that. So there would be many, many generations. So somebody like Halbrand that you meet in episode one, you know, if they really followed the timeline, he'd, like, by episode two, he's been dead for 300 years, you know what I mean? And he's And his skeleton sitting there because, you know, that time just doesn't matter. The same elvish characters. Um, so I can kind of understand why they did it, but there will be times where it will conflict, and that's where I think they could they, they could potentially come up with some some issues and how they then develop that story forward. Um, I won't get into the specifics of where the story is going, all the big climaxes, are in, As I said, we'll let people kind of work that out. If you if you know you know if you're a book reader, you know all about it anyway, so you don't need me to tell you. And if you've not, either pick up the books and read them you can wikipedia if you really want to know and just <laughs> you want the, the quick hit you know this is what happens in the second age um and for everyone else that kind of just wants to follow the story along then we'll, we'll try to do that as much as possible um, i guess
0: it kind of make, especially if you can get your mind into that crap i forgot to change the, the camera over if you can get your mind into the uh into the setting that this is from like you said, an, an elf point of view, and that that maybe maybe ignore some of the the alleged time timeline. Do yeah. do it like people that that try to do uh, young Earth model stuff. <laughs> yeah,
2: look, just just ignore stuff, that
1: and that, just ignore, yeah, you know, anyway, ignore people that think stuff. the Earth's only like six thousand years old. Just do yeah. that, squish things, just chop just it, just thousand squish, thousand just squish years it together. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of what we're doing in some ways. Uh, um, one, one of the things I'm going to be really interested to find out, because there's nothing that really tells me this, we talked about this a lot about bit on, on like Discord or Slack or something, We mm-hmm. Raquel, is are we in a flat Earth at this point?
0: At this because point, yeah.
1: If we go by Tolkien's writings, at this point it was not a globe, it was a flat Earth where the Undying Lands and Middle Earth are connected, and you can mm-hmm. literally sail from one to the other, as we see Galadriel do uh, uh, at this point. Um... Whereas later on, once it's a globe, like we have in this day and age, that c- cannot be accessed. You know, you or I could not jump my boat and sail there. It has to be, you know, in other words, I don't know whether they float up into space or something like that, you know, or go into some alternate dimension. Heaven. Yeah, um, I don't know how it actually works at that point, like when, when Gandalf and that go away at the end of the Lord of the Rings, what happens when they get there? couldn't tell you. Tolkien never wrote about that. Um, but... Um, yeah, I'm interested to see whether they're going to keep that or not. Because I kind of think it would make cause them more problems than it than it helps, if that makes sense. Okay, well, do you know, like uh, how do you actually do a story with flat flyer? and then you have to think about well, it has to be I daylight gonna... and nighttime the same everywhere at the same
0: time. I mean, do they? They they've kind of touched on it. You know, the time b- before the sun, time before sunrise, sunset. I I think just kind of keeping it vague like that. Yeah. I don't think they'll ever they have to
1: they don't say talk about flat
0: versus round.
1: Unless it comes up towards the end of the show because in the second stage is the point where it goes from flat to round. You know? Without so.
0: without spoiling without spoiling, you know is Why, it really it? that big of a deal? No, is it really that big of a deal when it goes flat to round? Like, will it, will it, is the it something that, that it they should have is, to...
1: Mm, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think it is. I, I would guess... Like, the event could happen, but the result it, doesn't the, have to the, still the events be... events that cause it, yes, they all have to happen. Right, and that's but that's really, the, really important. But that doesn't effect, necessarily have yeah. to, to be okay. how, it, how it happens at that point. Because realistically, it, how do you make that? How do you take something that's... Yeah. Imagine the the destruction that would cause just on a scale. Ex- you know, exactly. It doesn't so, make any sense, so just if I
0: it. were if I were doing the the show, that's how I that's how I would do it. I would just uh, I, I would, would just would have it. Well. Here's yeah. the events the 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 effects that aren't earth shattering re- yeah, reshaping yeah, yeah. physically. We'll will ignore that as an as an effect. That's that's how yeah, I yeah. would do it. All
1: right. So, ooh, let's get. Should we get any a little bit of uh, some of the specific criticism? Yeah,
0: yeah, spoilery right, so, uh, criticism. What? 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 You, you mentioned something uh, to, at first uh, with Galadriel. Yeah. So,
1: so Galadriel, they've painted. I get what they're doing with Galadriel's character. So they're saying this is not. It's kind of like what we talked about in Obi Wan Kenobi. When you see Obi-Wan, he's kind of a broken and defeated man because they want him to have that up towards the Alec Guinness character, right? You need mm-hmm. to give your main character an arc. So you've got to give Galadriel an arc. So they've made her, like, vengeance, you know? She's, like, really unsettled. She's unhappy, you know? She's almost obsessed with finding Sauron uh, and proving that he hasn't, died and is is still alive at this point and has escaped the wrath of the the Valar etc and is still (laughs) a threat because ultimately and this does follow the books that Finrod's her brother who's the one you see going around it though they'd never mention his name Um, I don't know whether that's for legal reasons Um, but he um, it is kind of Sauron's how he meets his end if you like but not in the way that they they kind of talk, really, there's a really famous story from from um, Tolkien's mythology that's changed very little over the years. So it's kind of solid canon, and that's the the Lay Luthien. If you like the story of Beren and Luthien, who were the first elf and mortal to fall in love, right? You know, and their story, and it's almost like it's the fundamental linchpin for everything that happens in the first stage and right about and afterwards. And and if it wasn't for them and what they did, there's no Elrond. And there's no Elros's brother, who's that's where Numenor comes from, or anything mm. like that. All this stuff that, that it doesn't happen if, if that event doesn't happen. And Sinrod is very, very much involved in that in that story. Um, and it, he meets his end during that kind of story of Beren and Luthien, if you like. And it definitely is at Sauron's hands. Um, however, um, they kind of almost make it seem like Sauron just captured them and branded them where a kind of sign i don't know what they, what they were going with there in the, in the show but i get it maybe they don't have the rights to kind of tell us any more of that story if you like or you know so they're just kind of vaguely painting it in the background so i can kind of accept that but i'm just not sure if i'm on board with Galadriel really as the as the warrior type you know i'm absolutely mm. the way tolkien described it at one point i think was amazon like in our earlier days but he did change Galadriel's story a lot, right? So it's very hard to pinpoint like how accurate this is. The truth is it's really just made up what they're doing with Galadriel at this moment in time because I think Galadriel was kind of almost an invention that Tolkien had when he wrote Lord of the Rings. Most of that, mythology was written before Lord of the Rings yeah. and then after Lord of the Rings came out he started fitting it all in to how that all worked for the appendices and then he started rewriting all his notes again and he kept bringing Galadriel in and changing where she would fit into the story and who she was and all that sort of stuff and he never quite defined one one thing for that but he never wrote a lot about her either certainly not at this period of time so like in the second Age, she was just there in the background she was in London I think at the time and she was one of the you know, Gil-Galad may have been the king but she must have been one of the senior people and she was just there right. doing stuff we don't know too much about what she got up to in the first stage really um, little bits and bobs uh, but he did describe her once as kind of Amazon-like if, if you like and, and I'm okay with that because elf warriors whether they're female or male are, are, are going to beat most male men yeah. warriors and males the wrong oh, term when you live that animals, long you can please. train to be
0: good at, at so many things including yeah. killing <laughs> yeah and
1: swords and we talked about that like troll scene right mm-hmm. and it kind of did annoy me that like there's what six or eight elves there
2: yeah and just it, let the it, just and let and her the take care of it. the
1: only one that's like whoosh, whoosh, giving it the Lego ass last moves from the movies kind of thing yep and you know actually why not have I think it would have been better to the have team. two or three of them involved, Her in the the team guy to attack, because yeah. the other ones get surprised. I mean, I like the way that they're getting slammed into the walls in ways yep. that kill humans, and they're still surviving at the end of it mm-hmm. because it takes a lot more to kill an elf than it does a human. Um, so they, they, you know, they can endure far more. Um, so they all survived that none of them get killed there which is was cool but I think they could have took it down together would have been slightly better or having it saved the day I
0: think it really did and even even Christine my wife said the same thing I think it really did get really close to that uh in in game a force level of in your face hey look it's a girl doing it we don't care that there there's a I mean, girl doing it I've got a, a I got a poster there was, of
1: there was other girls in the team yeah, right? so and I've got.
0: I was gonna so, say, personally, I've got a poster of of Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Trust me, I have no issues with strong female leads. But when you've got yeah. a team of elves and they're gonna take on a on a troll, you would expect that to to be a team effort. And Like you say, yeah. there's other. Don't the wrong.
1: There's detractors the that will say if that had been the male star, you wouldn't have commented on it. There's people would say that. Actually, no, I, I, I would one hundred percent wonder said, why was the team John wasn't involved. Snow right and maybe and he was we sadly well, you know if i'm going game of thrones here he was with the people that can't fight yeah right? <laughs> then you'd understand why john has to step in yep but that's not we're in we're talking about elf soldiers here who have mm-hmm. been specifically selected and sent with galadriel as the commander to search out enemies and destroy them i just think yep. they would have been a bit more switched on the first yes. couple getting caught by surprise absolutely shows that this troll's dangerous but after that, Galadriel asked, her, "Should have thought, should have took a more commander role, organized them, you know, swords out, you know, yep. speak to them in Elvish or something, and, yes. get them. and then suddenly they all work together. And maybe she gives it still the killing blow
0: would be And, and you show fine. that you show that not only is she hmm. a a great warrior in and of herself, but, but despite the tensions, despite the tensions because of this this search going on too long, that she is a smart lead leader yeah, yeah. still. Yeah, and it was just kind of wasted to go. Hey, look, bad badass chick. Yeah, dude. We, yeah, I mean, we she's been it. leading.
1: She's been a prominent figure She's so a it. very powerful family, you know. Yeah. Um In terms of her her background, you know, so she's, she, you know, that's why she's in charge. Um, so yeah, she's she's had thousands of years to learn how to lead and been through in far worse situations yeah. than that in the first stage. Um, in an attempt
0: to make, yeah. m- in an attempt to make a statement, you missed making a a better one. It seems. I, I would say so it seems.
1: yeah i think it would have been yeah it would have just worked better the other way so that's where i had a, a couple of issues with Galadriel. now <clears throat> we then have her she does she gets awarded like for her award for all your efforts i'm sending you home and it kind of feels like gil-galad's like you know what you're too much hassle now
0: exactly Get that's what it you. is
1: <laughs> that, that doesn't really i didn't like that so much mm. because you know i think gil you know, I think Galadriel was a bit too important for Gil-Galad, despite him being the High King. He just dismiss and sent to Valinor. I think you know the Galagio from the books goes, you know, hold on a minute, motherfucker. You know, you ain't sending me anywhere. You know, I could go and start my own elf colony somewhere else, and I'll be the leader of it if I wanted. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of where she has power level wise. Um, so it's a bit strange for him to kind of send her away. And um, also with Galadriel's character, she she's someone that. We'll talk a little bit about something that happened in the first stage, a very important kind of thing, which was her people, the Noldor, right? Um, so she's directly related to Feanor, who you heard uh, Celebrimbor and Elrond discuss. See,
0: can we talk about that real quick? Why the fuck are they giving it a, sorry about the uh, F-bomb, I'm not going to find it to, to cut it out, but why are they using a hard, like, uh, killer Celebrimbor uh, in the it, show? It must
1: be the way it's supposed to be pronounced, but you know, like I'm like you with the Star it, Wars wasn't stuff. It,
0: but wasn't it yeah. Celebrimbor in the in the games, like the, the uh, yeah, Shadow them. of War are, and Mordor? Absolutely.
1: I mean, they are not connected to canon. I, I get that, but isn't that the first
0: so. time? Isn't that the first time with a with a licensed Token Lord of the did Rings actually that we how pronounced? these
1: things works? So okay. there'll be will experts that will have said actually okay. you pronounce that with a "k". Um, okay. And I've maybe just never picked that up because you read it over the years. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. I think it's true though because I, I always used to call. Galadriel's future husband, potentially Celeborn, right? Uh, but I used to call him celeborn when I was when I was younger okay. and I was reading the books and there had never been any movies. But then when you see the movie and it's Celeborn, you think, right? So it, they're probably yeah, dead, right, and that, That's probably, probably right? That one Yeah, and it's just getting my head used to. It. Yeah, just, yeah. It's probably as boy yeah. So the, and they're talking about the Silmarils which is you know. The Selmarils are these jewels that were made from the light of the two trees, and that's really what set the whole events off of the first stage, right? Um, But all the Noldor kind of left to go and get them back from Morgoth, and they all made vows and stuff. And, you know, they did a few crappy things on the way, uh, which I won't get into. There's a bit called the Kinsley, for example, um, which, you know, although Galadriel was never directly involved with, as such, her people were. So there was always this you know, like although after the end of the first stage of that to the elves, oh you can all come back to Valinor, that Galadriel was hesitant. So that was kinda of all within Tolkien's writings anyway, but for different reasons, more for would she be welcome back? Has she really you know should she be you know does she deserve hmm. to kind of go back to her home again you know and remember elves being immortal doesn't mean like when they die they're dead as well so she could go and see finrod again you know potentially mm-hmm. because they, they they stay so long in the halls of mandos and then they can come back and get another body um you know probably very rarely they would go back to middle earth again but to
2: she like can go reincarnation
1: back to Balanor, see her Your brother, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff as well. You know, he doesn't have reincarnation for men, though, and that's the thing, right. you know, because this is a completely different species from us. Um, the, the elves are, are there till the earth is gone. You know, they can mm-hmm. never leave it. The gift of men is that we can leave it. We can leave the confines of the earth and the physical and transcend into something else, but he never described what that is because he felt, who is he? He'd give, you know, describe what you know the afterlife like if you like yeah um so it's kind of like and i get what they're seeing about our motivations but i just think they could have maybe did it a different way that would have stuck kind of closer to the books as well hover maybe reminisce about this and, and have that as a motivation not just the fact that Sauron's killed her brother but that after everything that happened can she go back would she be welcome back you know and almost like Maybe be telling herself she needs to do more here first before she can go um and equally there was there was the one scene where they're going to valinor right and it was beautiful right so you know you see the clouds sort of roll back the yep. birds fly out and they always just start singing you know again they like yeah, they talked about a song that they didn't know they knew and they mm-hmm. all start singing it and she's just like this isn't for me kind of thing it's, um, uh, that was so beautiful and well done right and it was one of those things that you kind of just always imagined in your head um but you wanted to see on screen but her just jumping off the boat you know that far from any shores you know yeah, it's basically was... her committing suicide mm, even for an yeah. elf she, yeah. without water she cannot swim that far back yeah, and she she must know that. So she, is, is that a suicide attempt? Then at that point, I mean, that's that's
2: where it got
0: that. See, she I jumped off sooner. So oh, I know. That. I think that's just the. Uh, Pick a boat. I think that's just the the uh, showrunners writer writers um, just looking to do something and have you not look that far into. It. They're going to need you to get all the way off their back, Cam.
2: Yeah, all yeah. The way off their
1: back on that one. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like. I mean, I, I made the kind of joke in my written review, you know, that she's going to be swimming for us. She must be some swimmer. I don't think the idea is that she was going to swim back to Middle Earth because that's just silly. I mean, like, the distances we're talking there is like it's an ocean, right? It's like yeah. swimming across the Atlantic Ocean. It ain't happening, right? And not, so
0: And not from, not from, uh, uh, France to England <laughs> no it's not it's the, the not full like Atlantic no, Ocean no, like, look,
1: people have actually swam that before and they'll yes, probably yes. manage it in an afternoon you know it yeah. ain't that. it's like Atlantic Ocean maybe even Pacific actually to be honest if we're really accurate mm.
0: so, it's, so from America to Australia <laughs>
1: yeah it, it ain't happening um, you know for irrespective of the fact that you would die of thirst uh, across the way oh, yeah. but, um, but you know if they had just had like maybe there was a I don't know why they would have them. Maybe they would have to have a reason why they had like a boat or something that was connected to the side. But if they had given her that and she just like, cut it with her sword, jumped in and just started rolling back again. And actually, I could have believed that an elf, like maybe if she had some water, she'd grab some water and food supplies, you know, yeah. um, and put them in. But really, there wasn't time with the way they were doing it and that shot to do all that. You know, they couldn't Not have. Really. had Galadriel go start gathering supplies, cut off a boat, you know, make sure she had enough water, grab some oars. But that time, See, they're through the cotton and they're away, you know?
0: This This is the bad. type of thing where, where uh, uh, if they had done stuff like that, Jammer would have been out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too much detail for, for, for Janet.
1: I get that I mean. you don't need it, but in some way, that I have to think.
0: I'm the same think, way what's the character sometimes, man.
1: Motivation here? You know, yeah. the only thing I can think of is that I would it's rather die than go back to, to Valor. such now, an illogical jump. If she dies in that sea, guess where she goes? She goes right there. She goes right there. <laughs> well, she has to wait in Mandos for maybe a few thousand years before she gets to come back out. There. It's yeah. really, it's almost pointless. And, you know that's not how i don't think an elven character like Galadriel would think in that they're either before. saying
0: that the the water distance isn't as far because the type of boat they were on also was like
1: but it's an elvish are boat. are
0: really going to be on i mean for, for like that you know <laughs> I guess. But I, I think, I think the they just want us all. The Valor probably, the on, probably
1: see them coming and can say, right, no no bad winds, no bad sea. Yeah. Here. I mean there's a literal god of the water who could be underneath yeah. them going. I'll keep the waves down for these chaps since they're one of their own, you know. Yeah. I mean that's what we're talking about. So, you know, theoretically, you know, they could go anywhere that the powers that we allow them to go. So um yeah. uh, Maybe it's
0: maybe it's like sw- swimming across the channel and, instead of the uh the ocean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know that's going to cause a problem when they introduce Numenor, which is an island that's halfway between Middle Earth and Valinor. Um, but even there, they're not allowed to sail that far west. Yeah, um, that they can go there. Um, they, they've got there's a point they to turn back. They have to be able to see their own, um, their own, the, the tip of their own. Which, the land, um, yeah. and if they go further than that, they're not allowed, kind of thing. So there's a rule. Um, so you know they really are going to have to explain the distances at some point and show it, is it in those little maps that they have going about. There's another criticism I've got the maps. All right. Mm. So we see them but they don't I don't think they almost have them up on screen long enough for us to get a feel of where they're going does that make sense to you Kyle
0: yeah um
1: I mean, do you it was very confusing, confusing and they're, they're moving and are.
0: they're ang- angled and yeah
1: it's i mean i know where confusing. they are cuz i know the map right but right. but do you did you have an idea of where they were at all these <sighs> not
0: points? not not until we get to uh the what was it the Southlands, Southlands or lands or yeah, whatever Southlands. they called it's
1: it. Um, Hertari, uh, no, Tierharid, um but it's um it's it's the Southlands, yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
0: this is all set on kind of like the the northwest of the continent, and that's like the southern part of that area, if I rem- mm. remember right. So yeah. there there was just like some vague, like, yeah, brings I kind of where we like are, from But the scenery not, they showed you in the Southlands, have you walked to
1: any of the Easter eggs that they're showing you there yet?
0: Oh, I mean, like, you get shots of what looks to be like, you know, future Shire and stuff like that, right?
2: No. No? No. Because that's um, what it
0: was kind of feeling like with the not m- hobbits. Oh, uh, when they're talking like they uh, this used, used to be a volcano. crag and stuff you like that. See, you can yeah. see like, See
1: when, see when, um, see when what's his name Arendir and his commander are looking out from that yeah. Tower. yeah there's a there's a singular peak that you can yep. see in the distance and that, he mentioned yeah, how it, it used to all be uh
0: used to all be rock and that's what it kind of returns to later on so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i caught so, that
1: that i think that's one of the reasons their story the southland story is intriguing mm-hmm. me so much because i kind of know ain't gonna go well for those guys down there ultimately no, it, i mean, it I already long started long
0: not going, going i don't know well how long it'll
1: take for that to kick in but yeah that is that is not the lands where they're getting much protection from anyone and i would even go as far as to say, see that tower that they're in which is their watch mm-hmm. tower that actually becomes the tower of kenneth which you see uh, in which sam goes in to fight to try and rescue Frodo right. from in mordor um and the yeah. Lord, the third Lord of the I found it looks very similar to that, you know, the shape and all
0: that. I found that whole uh that whole storyline um and you'll have to forgive me for for names um but your uh elf in, in love with the human there in that in that village. I was I was digging most of most of that. Yeah, I like that uh, good her good. having the the kid who's a little bit of a, a jerk, uh, a kid that's a little insecure about his his uh, very attractive mother attracting all sorts of uh, attention that the humans aren't necessarily very fond of. Sword as well. Yeah and he had a uh, a nifty little uh ang- angry looking sword very reminiscent of some some bad stuff yeah, we've seen before healthy, but in the future that, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so, it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't and that, looks, that little glowing emblem on, on it it sucks blood out of out of people i liked all of that uh you get your first orc um would
1: you think get your of the orcs it was fine. Away, I,
0: I dug it. I mean I thought it
1: looked better than some of the ones in the films do. Some of the them. Certainly the Hobbits, when they were all CGI, they looked better
0: than that. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, they are uh they were good. I did, I I enjoyed it. They they looked creepy. I I liked some of the horror uh horror movie yeah. kind of elements they use when when the ones in, in the house, you know, messing with the yeah, kid. Yeah. Um and I, I'm excited to see that because uh like you said, it, it deals with, you know, kind of where this all leads up to Mordor and and crap like that. And seeing seeing all that type of history is cool. I I I enjoyed I enjoyed that aspect uh, quite quite a bit. Uh, it, her character and and the elf she's with are they just show creations or is there any
1: definitely for show her? creations? Okay. I mean, there's not a lot of history about um, that was written about that land because i guess Mm -hmm. there wasn't anything left by the time they were writing the histories of probably people to write about it you know so Mm -hmm. it was more about what that became you know going forward or anything like that rather than um than in specific from that period do you
0: i mean we know we know what Celebrimbor creates we know Mm -hmm. what sauron is is doing and and after do you think that the, uh, uh, do you think that that story is going to be the huge focus of this series? And are you happy with that, or do you? Do you know I what think I'm trying they're to get going at?
1: to do the whole Second Age across the five seasons. Is hmm. what I think. That's why they're doing the time compression. So I think. The, I mean, the the thing that you're. Uh, I mean, I think if you're if you've unless you've never read any Lord of the Rings books or watched the films, I think you know about the Rings of Power probably you know mm-hmm. that's the title of the show rings of power so we know they're coming i think that's a season two that we see the rings of power get forged and created and possibly someone make the the one ring at that point
0: talking about building the forge
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's where that's where their story that's where uh, keller Brimble's story is absolutely head he's talking about how you know it takes sacrifice true creation he wants to do something that almost matches kind of like Feyenoord. And, you know, it also matches where Gil-Galad's head at, is at and kind of, like, maintaining and making Middle-earth as best as possible possibly can. And the rings are, are with the three that are, they end up getting created for the elves, are designed with that purpose in mind, to keep things from fading and, and keep that beautiful kind of almost agelessness in Middle-earth rather than have all the elves have to go back to Valinor again. That's the kind of whole point of them. And so, sort of, it's Sort own thing in the background, but... um. You know, but then in token Second Age, you know, it's not as if Sauron gets the ring and then of have a big fight and that's the end of it. There are thousands of years of Sauron having the ring because unlike in the Lord of the Rings, he, where he had this huge military advantage, he doesn't have a huge military advantage at this point in the Second mm-hmm. Age, you know. But look, there's two giant cities full of elves for a start. Two completely different cities we saw. We saw Linden and we saw what's the other one? Mm, Aregian Aregian. <laughs> yeah. Aregian. where um Caleb from. Um yeah so that's two giant cities far both far bigger than like Rivendell or Lorien where at the time of lord of the rings um which you know that's all they've got left at that point yeah and uh, we have the entire of khazad doom is just one dwarf kingdom you know and it's full of people and they haven't you know it's not overrun by bad guys yet yeah uh, and then we have the entire island of numenor which is basically like the superpower of this age you know they have no threats and they're really really successful with everything like they do you know they have this huge society and this massive naval force um to the point where you know if we go by the books i don't want to i don't want to spoil anything but yeah even someone with the ring on his finger is like i don't think i can win this fight at some <laughs> point against all these guys that's that's what we're talking about you know and yeah. i think they do need to because part of the skill of what Sauron does then is how he deals with that situation and still tries to come out on top, if you like, you know. So, and I think we're going he to see all against that each other and stuff. Yeah, we're going to find out why, you know, Numenor isn't really there anymore. Come the movies, and why all those people became the Gondor people, you know, where, why all that happened, you know, and they ended up in the Last. So, I think the last thing we'll like see, like season five, will be the last alliance of men and elves. Like which is the prologue of Lord of the Rings. I think that's how they'll tie it all up. They'll have this big battle against Sauron and Mordor, and you know the ring will be cut from Sauron's hand. All stuff that I'm not talking about. I'm not considering spoilers because again, yeah, you, you, you've you never that watched the films. you you know, if you're coming at this brand new, yeah. why, why even listen to a podcast? Go, don't start with the Rings of Power. Start yeah, somewhere else.
0: Are, yeah, Lord, you know? Lord of the Rings yeah. <laughs> movies. Good, good entry point. Um, let's talk about uh let's talk about the other big character let's let's talk elrond man how are you feeling about good old el elrond really, right now because really i like him
1: i like him yeah um i know it's interesting we should point out that remember this was supposed to be will Poulter. who is now um adam warlock
2: and he mm-hmm. left
1: this role for the adam warlock role and robert aramayo who played young ned stark in game of thrones came in to play elrond I don't know what Will Puto would have been like, so I'm not going to comment on that really, but mm-hmm. I really like Robert Aramayo, and as Elrond, yeah. it really comes across real to me, considering, you know, it's a hard thing to, to live up to Hugo Weaving, if you like, but Hugo Weaving is yes. a much older and wiser version of this character, but yeah, no, I really yes. like Elrond. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I found him a, a decent actor, um, and the role's being shown real well my favorite stuff like i said deals with him and and durin
2: hmm. uh
0: i love that i love that moment you know come on kelib Celebrim- rimbor let's go ask a favor from my from my <laughs> friend and then the friends like get get bent you know get you out get for, out of here I haven't continue seen for you 20 years years you know and uh while like you said while dwarves definitely do live longer than humans they're not elves so and a long 20 years yep. is still a long Long time. He's gotten married. He's had kids. He's he's pissed, man. You you went off and did did your hoity-toity elvish stuff, and and left yep. me here toiling in in these in these rocks. Get bent, and I love the I love the competition. Let's break rocks. Yeah. And uh, the the moment between them where uh, uh, Elrond you know breaks the hammer and then concedes, you can see him kinda of look over at, at Durin and I don't know if Duran was really reaching like the end of his strength and he was like, dude, I don't don't beat me type thing because he's yeah. still really angry at him, but it, it did look like there was a moment of okay, we can end this. We can I mean, end, end this. If we go
1: by the lore I mean mm-hmm. d- d- it would be a really long competition because the thing yes. about dwarfs is elves are I mean, a man would have just no chance in that competition, oh, yeah. right? It's just, it's not even a... But dwarves are really, really hardy, you know? yeah. That's what, the, that endurance is one of their defining traits, but could they do it as long as an elf who kind of... Could probably eat a tiny bit of lemon spread and go right. I'm fully charged for another hundred years. Let's go, <laughs> choop, chop, chop, chop. Exactly,
0: know? exactly.
1: Um, actually, and I thought, I... you know, we got advertised that they were doing that. I thought they were going to do it so that they had to keep breaking the stone smaller, smaller and as it got and smaller and smaller. Elrond would have get better because his preciseness as a as yeah. an elf would have took over. But I get what, You know, it worked. It worked.
0: Um, it was a it was a great scene. And and talk about yeah. how great, uh Kazadun Ka-
2: yeah, Kazard. looks great, doesn't it? It K- looks Kazab. so
0: good. Yeah, it looks so good. I'm not gonna, ha- with my speech issues ha- as as well, but God, yeah, we
1: can do that.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um, it it looked great, and and again, shadows do help. Uh, hide, you know composites and Mm. and cgi but it it did it looked really good good and whenever they're in a physical set during's home like i was i was impressed on how much uh uh physical stuff felt the 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 dwarven lands looked a lot better than some of the uh uh elvish lands and that's only because Mm -hmm. the elvish lands are also a lot brighter and
2: (laughs) um, yeah yeah i get that yeah
0: and and have a lot more uh light sources to to play with and and the depth of field when you're you know outside moving the light around with mirrors and
1: there's internal yeah. waterfalls and all that, and yep. lifts you know because yep. the dwarfs were miners you know it's, yep. it's it really it feels like a technologically a, advanced as civilization a, you
0: know? as a as a former well i'll always be an army engineer but, but as an engineer i can definitely appreciate uh the the dwarven peoples I I I really did I dig it uh, Elrond is is uh, at the risk of someone yelling you sexist pig I I'm more interested in his story at this point than uh, Galadriel's not that I'm not mm-hmm. interested in hers. But he's about he's about to get into things dealing with politics and
1: yeah, side
0: yep. deals and backdoor shit and and just. I think his role that... is
1: he needs to learn to be a leader. You exactly, know, and he's about you to know, go through. Given his heritage is pretty strong. And...
0: Yep, he's about to go through through all of that, and uh, this is this is one of those things where you're you're hoping that we get a really good balance of the action and then the uh world building and and uh politics if you will the the society right yeah the the goings-on i'm more interested in general so long as i get good action i'm more interested in this side of things so it's not a knock against uh galadriel in this case and i i just hope that when they use her as the balance for all the action stuff, that it is a is a good balance because if it's if it's too much of one or the other, it's gonna kind of lose Yeah, it's lose all about my, balance. I
1: mean, one of the things yeah. I loved about these two episodes is there's not a lot of action. You know, there's yeah. it's, it's used sparingly, and it should be. You know, there shouldn't be have to be something that exciting happen necessarily every episode. Ultimately this is a bit a character journey. It's a it's a drama about people changing. Some of them not humans, okay, but and that changes how they look at things. But but you know, we're gonna get any human characters and well and, and, and how things you know, how they deal with the situations that are going on. That's that's what attracts us to it rather than just battle scenes and orcs and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, we're gonna get them too, so it's a I agree with you, it's finding the balance. You
0: know? Yeah. Yep. Um Have you heard about the the controversy with elrond no i don't think i
1: have amazingly on
0: on online discussions about whether or not he is gay or that he he is even though it's not yeah the character uh it's a uh apparently the 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 tension between him and certain male other characters like I could see some of it Jor- potentially. Jor- I Jor- guess Jor- uh, Celebrim- I mean, Ella, Kalibrimbor. Celle- no, Celle- I think it's Celebrimbor, and um, I think it's just and the Elvish king, the the king, the the the, the um, head, the head elf. At, at what that we have scent, to remember is that at, in
1: the Lord of the Rings, Aragorn marries Elrond's daughter. I would So at some point he's going to get married and have his own kids. You know, I think. Like I no, said, it's no. it's the
0: controversy. Uh, even even Grace That's Randolph that, came that. out and was like, "Hey, he's he's definitely." I get. I don't know if they're saying what what is some people say coded, but like you said, he. Maybe he's supposed to be bisexual. Maybe no, people no, aren't no. connecting the dots here. I, I don't know, but there is controversy over him, and I was I mean, just wondering if they, he felt... Could
1: they make him bisexual, and then later on he still gets with the female character that he yeah, has to, to, sure, to continue they, they the could. story on the way it goes? I, I mean, I guess they could do that, but I don't really feel like it's... I think it would be putting it in there to put it in there.
0: Yeah, that's that's the that's the thing that... I think if that, you could
1: you could show that's the conversation. <laughs> you could show if you want to show it'll be you know QT characters. I mean, I thought that, there's you know, already characters the humans or there are characters you can that create for that. We, we have no evidence that that's even something that happens within
0: elves. Well, I was even going to ask, is is sex even that big of a thing for, for elves? It's, that... Not
1: that, it's not it's not like us, right? You know, mortals yeah. are, are fast. Everyone happens fast. So we need yeah. much faster than elves. Yeah. you imagine these elves live for thousands thousands of years? They don't, they they don't, they don't need kids,
0: kids every few. They don't need, right? you know, more and than those one kids, kid every you two know, or three cent- centuries old
1: as them almost, you exactly. know, and they're all, and they're all just they're like us running about at this yeah. age, you know, forever, and then their grandkids all end up adults and great grandkids and so on and so forth the way it Tolkien described Elvish lovemaking not to get any into it was that it's there's certain periods of their life where they would do that, you know, there's certain mm-hmm. periods of life where they would be more likely to marry, to mm-hmm. think about having children, but that isn't as primal a driver yeah. for them as it is for and mortals. Love
0: is, yeah, so, not like,
1: the like for example, Galadriel spends and Elrond they spend hundreds of years, sometimes potentially, away from their wives or partners, and that's mm-hmm. kind of okay because you're just going to see them further down the road again. You know, you're not. It's not like mortals we are kind of living our whole lives together in that way. They are very, very different. So. I'm not. I mean, I'm, could there be elves who two males decide to become that companion and just not have any kind of kids? I don't see any issue with that, really. But Tolkien certainly never described it, and I think it would be it would be the wrong place to put it in because you're you're then trading what you don't understand at that right. point. You know, how can we describe how a different species from us feels about things? Yeah. What we can do is we can talk about humans because we are human, you mm-hmm. know, and and we can talk about that homosexuality. You know all these different sort of sexual shall like preferences that, and orientations yeah. that we have are true as humans because we experience that. So, if you're going, if that was me, it's just me. If I want to bring that in, I bring it in in human characters because I can understand it in human characters and I can explain how that works with human characters. But that that's a, that would be a trickier thing to bring in. So I, I don't see them going that way. I, never I don't got think that there, from it.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think there's anything outright. But people are saying that, uh, and like I said, it's I think it's the tension between him and the the Elf King, maybe okay. or or Celebrimbor, that I think people are reading into well, it.
1: Gilgalad is is trying to train Elrond to be mm-hmm. a leader one day. He sees that you know one day, Elrond's going to be a leader of his own people, you know, he has that heritage, you know, this is a guy who you know, the hero that saved all the elves in the first age Elrond's his son, you know yeah. he, he's now a star that goes across the skies. so revered, do you know what I mean, so, so, you know Elrond, and and that goes back to Beren and Luthien, who saved everything, mm-hmm. kind of like, and whose story helped save everybody again, and you know, so, you know, it's his is the most important bloodline, if you like, that's in the show Elrond's at this point, you know, and yeah. ultimately that becomes Aragorn's bloodline as well because Elrond and Elros, because they had they had half human, half half elf blood, they had the choice mm-hmm. to either remain elf or become mortal. Elrond chose to remain with the elf kind. His brother Elros chose to be a mortal, and he was the first king of Numenor. Yeah, right, but he's long, long. Dead, oh yeah you know, well actually because this is just after the first stage he should theoretically be able to nip over and say hello his brother um but you know the way they are playing it is this is later luminos yeah. not at this point um again uh, there's a time compression hang, how they're going to make this work this is where it causes problems but elros is is, is long gone you know yeah. and it's his descendants now that are the people that we're seeing in them but they're still everyone's blood if you like you know
0: and i just you know, whatever they they do, they do. Um, if if they try to make it ambiguous, which is funny, because the the Saturday Night Live and or was it Mad TV's amb- ambiguously gay duo? But if they make it amb- ambiguous about him, then then they're gonna piss off uh a lot of people in in the uh lgb community community with uh, uh what do I, they call it uh queer baiting i think is the term sorry if i'm using uh, the wrong but, one see, I, but, I don't
1: think you know you could have a, you could have so much i think people for are someone. reading too much into I think, it I Yeah, think that's what it is i mean
0: i i, I do this is
1: I, this is brimbo right this is a descendant of fianor and currently Kayla brimbo is the greatest elvin smith in existence mm-hmm. he's not quite what Feanor was but then they said he has light never comes again It's that's the whole yeah. point of talking that things are never quite as powerful as good as they were earlier on right so he'll never be someone like Feanor again even Gandalf and, and Lord of the Rings talks about you know oh, to, to be able to see Feanor work when he created his masterpieces would be yeah. you know to see that again would be such a treat you know so this is that's who Celebrimbor is and I just think Elrond's looking at him in a, a revered sort of way, you know, yeah. rather than a, a, that so I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's 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 not, it's elves not me. I, I human, saw it. You know, I watched it. I elves said, are far yeah. More
1: feminine as well, like you a, know, exactly. Not, that's that's as, what I was. They're not as like macho testosterone. Going they don't need them. to, elves, to don't be. Need so. so they are. They are far more. The men are far more feminine yeah. treated than than, than, than men are, yeah. you know. Um, so
0: I just did, wanted to yeah. see if what you thought on it. So you know, uh,
1: I, I don't elves think
2: would, yeah, could
1: cry on each other's shoulder, you know, and yep. then, and it would be just normal and they would weep together yeah. for the for the loss of a loved one. That's the way Tolkien <laughs> wrote them, you know.
0: Elves come off. Uh, angelic if you will in a way a lot yeah. of their imagery and and uh angelic figures especially in uh uh judeo-christian uh Cr- judeo-christian artwork and mm-hmm. uh you you often see very like you said effeminate or or androgynous kind of uh uh looks for that so yeah. it to me people well, will read it. into whatever they want but like uh like uh cam had said and like the the books and movies have shown he at least does make with a with a female elf so we'll
1: hundred yeah, percent yeah they they, they won't. <laughs> i know that they're not allowed to like change something so like, like say that oh that's not like El- they can't kill off Elrond, for example yeah. right they can't do that which means he has to follow the, the story that he f- followed in the books in some sort of sense um let's go talking about angels let's talk about angelic characters Oh, right. Meteor
0: Man is that where Meteor we're Man? Let's talk Meteor about Man and, Meteor and the Man. Not, the not hobbitses.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we've got obviously the half-roots, which are early sort of proto-hobbits. You might hate that if you're a Tolkien purist, but Tolkien did say that, as far as he was concerned, the hobbits must have existed in the Second Age. He just said there was nothing written about them, and he didn't know what they were like or where they came from. You know, he, he, they weren't included in any of the tales. So the first time he wrote about them was really. The Stewards, which is Smeagol, you know, mm-hmm. Gollum. And and then that was long before they made the Shire or anything like that. So, the, you know, I get what the show is doing. They're taking that. I believe there would have been hobbits in existence. And they've, they've kind of done the smart thing is that people don't see them because they're sneaky and they hide and they stay away from the big folk, you know. So it makes sense. But and it does par- bring in the foot whole or
0: Harfoot?
1: Harfoots. Okay right so that's what they call themselves ultimately i mean it's just a name like we call ourselves yeah, yeah. you call yourself american i would call myself british maybe or scottish you know mm-hmm. that's kind of half of it you know if you like yeah um really rather than anything else but um yeah so they they come across this guy who just as Galadriel was about to go through to valinor that's when this meteor seems to arrive um which could be a red herring, I don't know. Very unsure about this at the moment. And this this guy comes out, he can't really talk much. He seems to be talking in Quenya, like um, it's Elvish language he's using, and half it's talking, you know, common tongue. So, you know, he can't understand what they're saying. Seems to be very confused and, you know, very wary and all that sort of stuff. And, of course, the, the big debate online is who is this character and who it's going to be. And I've seen people really get upset and get into some big arguments about this It's already. Gandalf.
0: No, it's Sauron. Yeah, yes. No, it's
1: so the, arguments the brown wizard. I've seen people like, I am telling you 100% this is Gandalf. It cannot be MDL. And I'm like, that's not true. Actually, there's really, there's really, what's it? people this could be actually and, and there, there's a few different options let's say and then I've seen people say that ultimately this is Sauron this is this is actually Sauron that we're looking at here and he doesn't remember he's Sauron or anything like that that makes sense I'm not sure it does at this point I don't what really is, think it's that one what do you think what's what's your thoughts on meet man so far before I get into mine
0: I honestly think it's either a deep cut character um or because uh, I told you yesterday, I think it's one of those angelic uh, uh, yeah. Uh, beings. Yeah,
1: it's not, not an it's not a an yeah, elf. Be- a dwarf, between
0: a man, Aya or whatever the the head deity so, is, right. and and the uh, the people right well, before the elf. So, Somewhere in so between, you got
1: Elvaar, which is like God. You've got right. um, you've then different classes of beings that are all immortal spirit beings, yep. right? Like angel type beings, and yep. you get the Valar of the most senior, right? Yep. And then there's a kind of your next is Maya. Right, so I'm not sure if Gansal, he's Valar
0: that, I mean, or the one below that, but so I think Ron he's in that.
1: Real. Yeah, he he he's in that top. He's they, yeah. they wouldn't do what... he's that, in
0: that, that top yeah top that's, that's thing though. Like
1: Morgoth was a Valar, right? okay. At so, the, so then, that, like powerful. that next
0: one below. Then. The yeah, next level down yeah. From that. So, yeah. I think Me- Meteor Man is there, and he, and he's either a deep cut. I don't know if there's someone a particular one out that there you can be, think yeah, of where it, where that that might be, a bit in a or he's a or he's a show creation to uh, be exposition or set something in in motion. I don't, I don't necessarily think he is a big a big uh, player that we already know. What do, you, no. what do you think?
1: I think it's one of the blue wizards. That's where I think they're going with this, that it's one of the blue wizards. See, there were five wizards that came to Middle-Earth in Tolkien's mythology, right? And the three of them everybody knows really well because they're in The Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit's Saruman, movie. Saruman. Saruman, Gandalf, Sarum, Radigast, the guy that uh, runs the rabbits and the yeah, hobbit, right? The brown guy, yeah. Yeah, right. But there was two other ones. Um, now, I don't know what their names would be later on, but it was Palando and Alan, I can't remember. I did, did, did. Palando was definitely one of them, I can't remember the other guy's name right. Okay. And he, one say, was asked to go by the Valor, Excuse and me. he said, I'll only go if my mate comes with me as well, so they kinda went as a pair, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um. But Tolkien had two different versions of what happened to them. In his earliest version, Tolkien had that they came at the same time as Gandalf, Saruman, and Radagast, but they went east. And we didn't hear much about what they did, because what they did was over in the east. And Tolkien played with two possibilities, that either they stayed good and true to their mission, and they helped suppress Sauron in the east, or that they failed in their mission, and maybe created cults and actually you know, didn't do a good job. The most recent revision that he made before his death though was that he decided to or he toyed with the idea of having those two come earlier in the second age which is where we are at the moment yeah
0: all right that that seems like i said
1: i figured it and would be a deep a deep cut that's yeah. what i think it is and people are saying oh it must be Gandalf. enough just look at the stuff that he's doing like talking to the you know and i'm like the bugs it, the fire, but fire if, flies, it's yeah. a, if it's an, a starry then wouldn't you expect an Astari to behave just like you saw Gandalf behave because yes. he was one as well. They basically yes. have the same powers, they would behave in the same way. That
0: would be like seeing an old an old uh grayed out Jedi uh using a Jedi mind trick and be like, It's gotta be Obi Wan Kenobi because he's exactly. the only one I've seen do do exactly. that. But what about in all the nothing. other Jedi? No, yeah, no, yeah. nope, on, only that
1: one. <laughs> however it is possible that it could be gandalf as well they yeah. might go for that but here's the thing like see if they were doing it to have the recognizable name of gandalf in the show mm-hmm. they can't call him gandalf no gandalf name much much later so his yeah. original name was aloran that's his real name but the elves called him mithrandria um and it was only the like it was like, the hobbits that called them and letting like, some of the other you know if you if you look back at lord of the rings mostly the other people call him mithrandria and mm-hmm. um, it's only the hobbits that call him gandalf you know um so, so gandalf wasn't really his, his name if you said he had lots of names and no names if that makes sense do you know what i mean so at this point in time for him to go by the name of gandalf would be really stupid so if you're bringing him in to, to see oh we've we'll got gandalf but you can't use it but you say oh we've we'll got mithrandria that doesn't make much sense to me now the only way there's nothing in really the history books to say that Gandalf came and helped during the, the Second Age. What Tolkien did say was of a Lord that he was somebody who visited Middle-earth at times and got to know elves, dwarfs, all the people of Middle-earth, right? But he wasn't in a capacity of being sent in a mission, and he wasn't in a, a, a human body at that point. Remember, when they're sent over as Astaris, they're limited, they're put into a human body, which can be killed, you know? And that's so that they don't go power to power against Sauron, you know, because Mm. that's dangerous, right? They're not permitted to do that. Um, So they're less powerful than, let's say, Sauron is, because Sauron is not bound by that and not necessarily in a physical body. If Gandalf or Lorne did come and visit Middle-earth many times, which he probably did, it would have been as a spirit, which means he could have appeared like that, and disappeared whenever he wanted, and he could have looked like you, me, or anybody else that he chose to. He could have looked like a brick if he wanted at that point because (laughs) they're not physical beings whatsoever. So that doesn't make sense to me unless it's an Astari. And you don't send Gandalf over, I don't think, as an Astari in the Second Age. So to me, they're going to bring in the blue wizards. And I think what he's looking at constellations, I think that's Mm -hmm. him trying to find the other one of him the blue wizard Ah. the only thing the only thing that pushes me against this is a couple of reasons is why come in a meteor that doesn't why would that happen that doesn't Mm. make much sense to me the meteor doesn't come from Valinor because we see the gates open and Galadriel looks back and then we see the meteor over Middle Earth right so where did it come from it didn't come from Valinor right and there's some theories online already that have said um. If it was Sauron, for example, he may have been using that opportunity to make it look like he was a, a representative coming from Valinor at that point. Uh, but I don't think Sauron would act the way that this character's acting is mm-hmm. not really being fully there kind of thing. Um, yeah, I just, uh, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, the whole Fireflies, people are saying because the Fireflies died after he had, you know, that that's showing that he's an evil character. I I, I think that could be misdirection. I don't see I think if Sauron's been in the first two episodes, then he's been characters that we didn't because Sauron can again appear however he wants to look. So Sauron could be could have been theoretically one of the dwarfs in that room where when they're yeah. doing the rock challenge and you wouldn't have known. That's the point. I don't think they have shown us Sauron yet, don't get me wrong. Um but I don't I don't know, I, I wouldn't bet on that. You know, but I just don't think the strangers so on at the moment. I may be wrong. I may be wrong, and they're, they're doing something <laughs> completely different I didn't expect. But you know, there's no books to go by here, really, other than like what I told you about the various different stories of the Blue Wizards. So that yeah. could point to that, but it could be completely different because, again, you've got to ask yourself the question: Why would the Blue Wizards not have come in a boat?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Why yeah. and why not together?
0: But like we said, you know, there there are things that they're changing around there is a really deep messing with
1: a couple of people have talked about and it's an old old hobbit story about the man from the moon that came down too soon
0: the moon was mentioned on uh uh by the not hobbitses
1: yeah yeah now the moon in Tolkien's mythology is a maya so it's the same class of being so is the sun by the way the same class Mm -hmm. of being as sauron um you know gandalf Saruman, all that sort of stuff but again not not bound to human form um the hobbits have this story where a man fell from the moon and they helped him and then he went back again and all that sort of stuff and it's called Tyrion. and uh, a few people have suggested what if they're going for some super deep cut where the first kind of my come in as a, in a human body was actually Tyrion, and it was the moon you know coming down yeah. from, but why i just i just think that's maybe just too two out there and offer people to go on roadway when you could have just used the blue wizards if you wanted to go down that way. but up.
0: the whole uh, constellation thing I think I think that is more likely and and uh, him looking for the other it, you Maybe know that's sure why they're like, playing they, they with...
1: need to be together for them to make sense maybe that's maybe confusing yeah them uh, it,
0: it looks like they might be amalgamating some things and and putting a, a more tv friendly uh we'll, we'll be able to know things. more as the weeks yeah. go
1: by and we see more of this character i think we'll start to be able to say more what we think's going on with them yeah. but at the moment it's kind of still very open i think
0: i do too man i'm i'm it's hard for me to get excited about a lot of uh uh shows these these days that aren't animated in foreign <laughs> countries. But uh <laughs> uh this is one that I I did. We we were like, "Okay, we'll watch one tonight." Uh not the night that we're recording this, but uh on Friday we we're like, "We'll watch one Friday night and then the other one Saturday uh morning." And then I was like, "Nah, we're watching both." Like, so that's that's a good sign, man. Yeah, I,
1: that is a good sign. I'm I mean, excited. You know. So yeah.
0: I guess we can, uh, any other thoughts on this or should we start no, wrapping I mean, up I an think, hour and a half in?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we're, 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 this is probably longer than it's going to be each other week. But then we did a few oh, yeah. episodes to cover. And it's exactly. the first one. And History, see what we a lot of, of it things, yeah.
0: going forward. I expect this to, to be uh, uh 45 fairly 45 minutes, 40 minutes, 40 minutes, minutes yeah. you know, yeah. maybe, maybe we, we might, we might need some, some extra Depends time. Depends what happens in the episode,
1: yeah. I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, um so. I did not build the full browser uh, screen for you guys yet, so there's no frames here. Manny is still there enjoying his cup of coffee. I'm I'm glad you joined us today, Manny. Was it was great having you on. Good. You were really quiet, though. Your I hope I hope you talk more ne- next time, Manny. Yeah. But guys, if you're if you're watching us on YouTube, hit this red subscribe button. Oh, my cursor's not on there. That's fine. Hit the red subscribe button. You can see on on your screen. Uh, really helps us out. We're almost at 500 subscribers. We're hoping hoping we can make a uh, thousand by the end of the year and start making money because we're we're greedy capitalist pigs no it just it takes money to do this stuff so the website however really supports us on this channel and uh supports er everything so check out lrm on uh lrmonline.com every day for all entertainment news uh news needs and opinions written article written articles reviews uh celebrity interviews all the podcasts are even avail- available via the website so yeah we also are on all of your favorite podcast apps like google and spotify apple uh and we distribute and are on through sounder so yeah check us out uh we got a lot of great shows breaking geek radio and daily cog do a little bit of, of everything in in news and entertainment uh marvel multiverse mayhem and the cantina cover marvel and star wars news and and reviews respectively. Anime animeversal reviews and then of course on YouTube we've got the reaction shows uh, genre shot trailer reactions and AVR squared which is anime reactions uh, a bunch of social media information in front of you guys we got a discord if you want to talk to uh, uh, lead talking uh, historian for us Cam Clark you can go ahead and find him on Please, discord dude, don't a- come
1: on just to test my knowledge and prove you're better you're, <laughs> if, you're, if you're going to do that you are probably out. What's that? If if they're, if they're coming on to see, you know, if they're better, they probably oh, are. Probably are.
0: But uh, <laughs> if no you ever. if you do want to talk to us about thoughts more in depth on on this show or anything yeah, yeah. else in entertainment, please do come over and, and check us out on on our Discord. Uh, anything else you wanted to say, Cam?
1: Just uh, I'm I'm doing. If you're into fantasy, we're trying to cover as much because this is really the golden age of fantasy we're in at the moment, with the TV shows and films. Sure, so. So, we're we're trying to cover all the news for that on LRM. LRM, LRM. usually that's you, not me. LRMOnline.com. And I've got written reviews up for House of the Dragons premiere for for Lord of the Rings. So, if you prefer written reviews, I'm covering all these shows as well. And we will be covering Wheel of Time when it comes back for Season 2 again. And you can go and find, if you're interested in what Kyle myself and kel's wife christine thought of uh season one of the wheel of time please go back and look at those uh, youtube videos or podcasts as well it's called the dragon reviewed
0: yep all right guys uh sorry about this being so late hopefully we pick up a, a good audience and and going forward we expect to release these uh saturday afternoon uh so yeah uh until then
2: bye <music>